Hello, this is Masajadi. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. Today's podcast is going to be on ascendance beyond expectation. I have a beautiful friend here, amazing transformations. We're going to allow him to tell his story. Uh, but before we do, a lot of stuff coming up this year, guys. I'll be in Palm Beach. I'll be in Toronto. I'll be in the UK, Paris, Lebanon. Uh, if you're interested, take a look at the website, masajadi.com, for more information. Okay, Or join us on Facebook. We do a lot of Facebook Live, so you get to see the actual events, actual transformations happen for you. All right. Uh, again, my friend Amit here, amazing, amazing transformations in a very short time. I'm going to let him tell his story his own way, and then uh, he'll be asking me questions on, uh, say, the logistics on how transformation works. Thanks, Moss. Um, yeah, so uh, I I'll let, let me start from the beginning. I actually got uh, a conversation with my friend in June of last year, so June 2016, who uh, mentioned you and said and credited you with changing his life, actually, particularly around business. And, you know, I, I was really intrigued. I was at a stage in my life where I just wanted things to change, pretty lost, didn't know where I was going. But I know I didn't know then. Uh, I didn't know at that time what I know now about what you know what stage I was at in my development. Um, plus a lot of control. Plus a lot of control. Oh yeah, of oh, course, yes, yeah, yeah uh, fa family control. But in June, I you know I looked at a couple of YouTube videos. Uh, you really resonated with me on those, and I went to your website and I tried to book a remote IGH uh, industrial group healing. And I could never get an appointment, actually, in June. I tried for a few weeks, couldn't get one, kind of semi-gave up, forgot all about it. And then my friend mentioned you again after I came back from holiday in August. I said, oh, yeah, that guy. Of course, uh, I need to go and check him out. And interestingly enough, I got my first appointment with you straight away. So I I'm sure there there is a reason for why I wasn't able to get one with you in June. Yeah. So September was when I had my first appointment with you. And I think the first healing was you know kind of the start of the change in my life i would put it that way because you read me and said oh uh you're really controlled by your family and particularly uh the females in my family they're very dominant and i need to break free of that effectively and i need to break free of that not only for myself but for everyone in in that family group now probably have to explain what i was like at that time it was last september you know nice guy very subservient, very much a pleaser. Very, much, uh, I would like to say uh, I had an identity, but that would be a lie. I didn't have any identity of my own. I'd basically take on everybody else's identity that I would be in contact with, uh, male or female. So, especially female. Especially female, and that you know I know derived from this control yes. with the family. I knew that wasn't right, underlying. And that's what caused this whole conflict in me because I knew that something needed to change and I was just never happy. I was never happy with the world. So that really resonated with me when you said that. What followed from September is probably like the hardest, challenging, but really, really, you know, looking back at it now, very, very, very like kind of elegant, I would like to put it, experience um, where, you know, this whole transformation happened. So effectively I broke free between... I think I was I had my first shift in November and then the big one at the end of December 
effectively broke free from all my family on a spirit level and that manifested here and I felt it instantly um, um, it changed everything for me so uh, you know September I'm here in February now I think we've just done I've just worked with you over five months quite an androgynous fellow back in the day uh, yes. completely on the other end of the spectrum now yeah uh, more about that. yeah um, I I can't believe it in some respects. And the, the the thing I would say about this transformation, it's been so big. So my shifts, you know, those days I felt really crazy about life. There were days I was riding up the walls. Uh, but I had an underlying knowing that this was the right thing to do and I'm on a journey. The thing is, I'm starting to find now in the space that I'm in that things are coming into my life and things are happening that I dreamed of when I was 9, 10, 11 and onwards and I'll tell you what I call would have called it then I would have called it magic you call it transformation my definition of it is just pure magic because I've gone from one end of the spectrum to another end of the spectrum in just less than six months um, so my first question to you is how wait, well wait. So, <laughs> so before before we get to uh, before we get to his questions uh, in the beginning he said that uh, it took him a while to get an appointment. But, you know, even before then, it's, uh, again, guys, it's not me uh, trying to shift you or adjust you. Uh, it's actually his spirit connecting. So although he didn't get an appointment, he was transforming, he was shifting uh, underneath because it's you really your spirit that starts to awaken. Uh, your spirit says yeah, somehow he connects or your spirit connects to me and goes, wow, this guy can help me transform and then you you start to have a neural network connected to me and again I'm not the source of that but uh, I'm that brightest idea of what it is to connect say to pure source okay uh, and then your spirit connects and then you start shifting even before the appointment it happens quite a bit on the healing mastery as well you know you sign up for it and then all of a sudden your life say really transforms even before you get to the actual first module, yeah, it helps you prepare. So when, you, for example, for you, you were preparing, getting all your ducks in a row. Uh, so when I came in, uh, I just needed to clear or, or adjust, and that's where your fast transformations yeah. come from. Well, just before I ask you a question, actually, it's probably best to explain a bit more about where what space I'm in now. Um, so, as I say, on the other end of the spectrum, I'm certainly haven't certainly finished my journey at all, but very much more that ma you know that masculine energy is coming into play. But the way I see things is completely different. When I first spoke to you, my whole outlook on life was well, if I just had a better career or my own business, if I had that relationship, if I had the kids, I'll be completely happy. And Along this journey, something just switched, and actually, what I realized was all I wanted to be was happy, and then the rest of the things would just come in because I actually don't, in the nicest way, care about those things as much anymore. Because now I'm in this space, and this space is brilliant, it's all about being here and happy, yeah, and that's the important thing. Uh, like Amit said, uh, you know, if I had kids, if I had money, if I had a business, I'll be happy. You know, people attain those goals and then they're not happy. You know, why is that? Because that internal level, you know, your general sense of self isn't complete. So now that he's complete, uh, those 
things that he desires will naturally be gifted to him uh, and it won't distort him because he can't get distorted. Uh, so it's an enhancement to him. Uh, it, it brings him more beauty, more grace, uh, without the bondage. So, first question: yeah. uh, How how did I how did that happen so quick? I, I still refer to it as magic. It's pure magic to me. I mean, I can remember dreaming. Well, I can remember now dreaming about that stuff when I was younger and thinking, "Well, that's magic," and this is what's being performed now. I mean, it's amazing. How did that? How did that all come about? Can you? It fascinates me. So just tell me what what, what you did. The reason the reason why uh, things transform so fast. Uh, again, that's not up to me. It's just how realized you are. So at some level, uh, whether it's this lifetime or previous lifetimes, or even your family, just kind of tapping back into your family. Uh, your family's always say been burdened uh, at some level, and then. Uh, what happens is that, yes, we feel the burden, like a lot of you guys, you, you feel, say, or sense a dark cloud around you, or some of you guys might think uh, your family's cursed. So you start to awaken, and you're going, wow, I'm, I'm burdened, or I have this dark cloud around me, how do I get out of it? And then for centuries, or you know, generations upon generations, uh, you know, you're more aware of what's around you, and then you start to, say, separate yourself, and you identify and this is part of the detox process as well for those people who aren't aware. But um, but you start to separate or you start to identify who you are compared to, say, the dark cloud that's around you or the oppression, in your case, in your family's lineage that's around you that creates, say, a lot of distortion or commotion. And then whenever people is in, say, a distorted place or a, a uh, a situation where they can't have a handle on things, they have to have control uh, since there's nothing around them or the original cause of the control is beyond, say, this physical realm. What do they do? In your case, especially the females, because they feel threatened, what they'll do is they'll start to control or they start to anchor uh, around the man okay, to feel, say, security. But obviously, they don't feel secure uh, because that insecurity is way beyond this physical realm. So they just keep controlling the man, keep hounding the man, keep grinding the man down. And it gets to a point where that man, uh, again in your family, uh, that man starts to say, be uh, penetrated so deeply that it really starts to alter, say, the male programming in the males in, in your family. And they start taking on, say, female attributes. Right. They start to be more feminine uh, in some cases that I've seen uh, and maybe in yours as well. You start to wonder, it's like, well, do I like guys or do I like uh, do I like uh, do I like girls? It gets that strong for people. Uh, and again, it's not uh, there's nothing wrong with being gay or lesbian. This isn't a real gay or lesbian. You actually say get penetrated so deep, although you are a man, you have a programs of women. Uh, that have overridden your network, uh, and you start say, acting more feminine. Uh, so we're starting to remove that. So so overall, your family's always been aware, you've always been aware, and that's why you've had that insight, that future insight of what's going to happen to you, like you said, when you were nine years old. Uh, so bringing that to you in a more rapid process. So you did all the detox, you you were ready. So when spirit came in and your spirit said, uh, you know, you have to do X, Y, Z, uh, 
your spirit goes, okay, I'm doing X, Y, Z, no matter what it takes. You know, uh, and you know, I mean, some of uh, some of the people around you, uh, you know, they go through the process, uh, and you know, their spirit through clearing through me, uh, your spirits, their spirit goes, you have to do X, Y, Z, and they go, no, I want to do this. You know, I want to stop at A, and then I want to go to Z, and then when I come back, I'll do Y. Uh, your spirit doesn't give a damn on what you think, how the time frame that you think, your expectations, because that's all ego-driven. Uh, it does what it does, uh, and there's no compromise. Your spirit just doesn't compromise with you, okay? Uh, it knows what's right. It knows how to process you to be the most efficient method possible to get you to the, your highest good. Right? And that's why it doesn't compromise. Uh, there's only one truth, uh, and it goes by that truth. Okay, uh, when you're clearing up, there's no, there's no other way, guys. You can't cloud it. Uh, again, your spirit is always the purest. Uh, an awakened spirit is always the purest. That really, really makes a lot of sense. And actually, you know, just on that programming, there's there was always an underlying sense with me that it, all those feelings that you said there, they just weren't right. That they just didn't fit. So I didn't feel like anything. Like I didn't, I couldn't really connect with anyone properly. And then the people I did, invert commas, connect with, it, I, I, I now look back and go, well, actually, they had the attributes I was seeking in myself or I, I were dormant in myself. I'd probably put it that way. Because normally it was males, actually. It was like, oh, I'm seeking. That's there and within me somewhere. So that's why I like that person. Uh, just fascinating because you just... When you're in it and you're not awake and you think it's you don't think it's a program you think it's real like you think it's reality um and actually what deep programming that must have been that is just that's off the wall uh, to be honest um yeah I, that, that totally makes sense and i found you know, I'm, we're, we're in la at the moment or you know just finished the expo and i met some great people who you're working with i found this family control is very prevalent a lot with a lot of people um so it's not actually it's it's quite common is what i'm finding with other people around it's actually a pretty common pattern program uh yes uh, it's very common uh not only family you have uh you know sprinkling of religion uh through that family uh and then it just say solidifies in you so deep it actually changes your changes your DNA structure. Uh, so generation after generation after generation. Just think of it. It's every generation uh, that goes by that people aren't awakened. It solidifies you and it changes your DNA structure. And as that DNA structure changes, whether it's spiritual DNA or the actual physical DNA, that changes as well. Uh, just think how much a transformation has to happen for you to awaken. Right. Some people do it in a lot longer uh, and you've done it a fantastic job from where you've been right, in a short five months to where you are now. You know, there's monks that uh, that take 40, 50 years or maybe lifetime to do it. There's people uh, that never do it in their lifetime. And actually that comes, you know, it, it comes to my kind of next question, because even though, you know, absolutely it's my spirit working with me and you open up that channel uh, in order to do that. But. I know we've spoken before about, you know, what comes next and that the, the possible realities when you're awake. You know, you have more realities sure. open to you when you awaken. But there, there's something that really fascinated me about what you said in terms of you can look far ahead and often in the next lifetime even 
and you can pull things forward to happen yeah. earlier. And I, I do believe that's what you've d done. Is that is that is that what you've done? Is that how I'm? Well, I know what's coming up for me. Is that how have you done that for me? Is that where I am in your mind? Uh, yes. So so the way the way I help you transform and 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 there's different. Most people don't get to to this level, so yours is a little different. Uh, but for the most part, uh, you really say clean up uh, the past. Right? Say you've been abused or distorted, or you know through religion or you know uh, family culture. Right? There's a lot of family culture around. You know you have your set ways. You start to clean all that up. Now you did a fantastic job cleaning that side up. But once you clean that side up, most individuals start to be really happy, right? Uh, they're happy with where they are. And that's key, very key, is once you're happy, it's not, uh, you can be happy but not satisfied with where you are. So, so as you look at uh, the shortage of money or, you know, the ill health that you might have or the bad relationships that you might have, not that you're, say, satisfied with them, but you're okay with them. And then once you're okay with it, and the reason why you're okay with it is because your spirit is actually here living and sensing and being with you and experiencing that reality. And as spirit comes in, no matter what reality it is here in the physical realm, uh, it's in a, it's in, it's in, it's in a grand state. It's in a happy state. Uh, that connection, uh, again, because it's not the physical, say, experiences that you have. Uh, it is that connection between you and your spirit. When you're that awakened, uh, anything becomes, say, happy and joyous. And then when you're happy and joyous, you just don't care at a deep level. Your spirit goes, hey, let's get out of here. And then it starts to produce wealth for you uh, at 360 degrees of wealth. Um, and, and, that, and, that, and that's how your uh, uh, relationships change, uh, you know, the wealth changes. And then you get to a point where you're stable, okay, like you are. And then again, uh, you did do it in a, in a short period of time. So as you get become stable, okay, uh, you look over, say, to the right side where it's your future. And then there's more possibilities that are aware because of the filtering process that we deleted in the past. There's a ton more possibilities over to the right side. Uh, now, I, I did a, a podcast on how time works. Uh, not exactly sure which podcast it is. But it's on time, uh, and I'll give you the details um, as, say, those possibilities open up. Say, say before, for you, Amit, you had maybe 10 possibilities, right? Yeah. Uh, and now you've cleared out the garbage, you've cleared out the filters, right? You have a ton of possibilities around you. So I see the optimum possibility around you. Uh, I can tell how far it is, right, on a timeline, because all these possibilities or realities that are available to you uh, have to be connected to us in a physical, say, platform, uh, and that's the, uh, well, that's the fourth dimension, okay, the space-time dimension. Uh, with my abilities, I can pull if you are ready, and if it doesn't distort you, right? You're strong enough uh, where you just transform rather than get devastated. Uh, I can pull those realities closer to you, uh, mesh them into your current reality, Okay. Uh, sometimes if you're really, for example, really, really ill, uh, you know, switching you into another reality. Uh, and the way I do that is I see the other reality 
in another time realm and then absorb it into your current reality. And then that's how you say heal or transform uh, and shift. Uh, for you, it's a little different. Uh, I can just bring in realities, and that's where you get, to say, the instantaneous changes. Like, say, I work on you, and then the next couple of hours, your whole reality just, just shifts. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Massively. I mean, it is, and it's getting faster and faster for me. Right. So, so the reason there is, again, I don't mesh the two realities for you to softly take you into, say, another path. Okay. Basically, I just like move you from one reality into the next reality. And then that's where like you go, you go to sleep, you wake up. It's like you're a different person. It's just like redoing your program. Right. And, and you, you see something else. Uh, it's simple as that. But most people can't handle that. They'll get so distorted. But for you, I can do that. Yeah, I've, that's exactly how, how it's happened as well. It's uh, one thing, uh, you didn't have a lot of um, uh, detox. No. No, I didn't. I mean, in, in the beginning, I think you did. Uh, it was that layer where you get, say, pushed. Uh, you know, you get pushed further and further and further away from the control of the family. And then once that was broken, uh, there was no detox for you. No. Right? Yeah. I, I, absolutely. I don't really, I haven't had a detox since that big shift in yeah. December. Before then, that was what, what I was talking about before, the challenging bit, the times when you feel a bit crazy and, you know, all those layers are, are, are going. But I, you know, I, I really believe that was the hardest part and it's gone. Um, no, I mean, the biggest detox I had was, you know, we did a medi healing last night and it was quite potent and I had a slight headache this morning. I mean, I could put up with that, yeah, <laughs> to be honest, if it's going to make me shift. <laughs> um, uh, you know, that's, that's great. That's my reality now. And actually what's interesting for me and, and another question for you is, um, my God, I'm manifesting. I mean, the, the manif I have to be careful what I think because it's not instant, but it's almost very, it's immediate, it's pretty much immediate. It's in a couple, you know, a couple hours to a day. If I think of something and really focus on it, it's coming in. And I feel that's getting more and more important. Is that, is that the case? Uh, yes, uh, that is the case. And that's why you have to be uh, so aware of your thoughts. And that's why it's so important to become present or mindfulness of what you're thinking. Uh, we talked about it last night at a higher level uh, group. Uh, so what happens is that you really don't want to say stifle your thoughts, but the thoughts that you produce, because uh, it's hard to control for most people, uh, the thoughts that you produce, most of them should be, well, what I call blanks. Uh, there's the thoughts that just keep rolling uh, and there's no, say, emotion, there's no charge to it. So there's no power behind it. Okay, And that's where you've gotten to that point. Uh, and, then, and then what you're finding out is that the thoughts that are coming into you, they have that charge. Uh, and that's how you create, say, a different environment or that's how you absorb or pull in the realities that you want. So that's true materialization. So what you did when you were uh, younger, when you were nine years old, right, you saw, say, the, the not like you were a doctor or a, you know, a space, an astronaut or something, but just like a grander being right a grander say male so so that is future vision so that's different than materialization so uh when you were nine more of a future vision you kind of went ahead of time and you peaked up uh you peaked out it's kind of like uh fast forwarding to the end of the movie and going oh 
this is what happens at the end of the movie and then you replay you know your life's movie uh, this is materialization is where you start to think about something okay it hasn't quite formed yet uh, because there are say different realities or different futures or different possibilities uh, out there for you okay this is where you have to uh, where you start to have say control of the realities that are around you although there's say the default reality that you're on you're starting to see the other realities just like I do the other realities and when you think about it you absorb those realities into your current reality and that's how they materialize or that's how they change so very very different the key is at the higher levels unknowingly you can produce realities that you you don't want to be in right you think a bad thought say a negative thought and it'll show up for you Okay. Uh, and that's why uh, at the level that I'm at, uh, I'm very present all the time. Or just my my mind, if it does wander, it's just blank thoughts. So, so at the lower levels, you can think of a lot of things and it has no consequences really. Uh, but as you get to the higher and higher and higher levels, uh, the stakes are much higher. Uh, like you said, uh, within hours or within a day, right? Uh, it becomes reality. So think of something negative that you didn't want and you have that emotional charge, right? Like most of us, right? We have that emotional charge of fear, uh, anger, resentment, jealousy, uh, you know, love, right? We have that emotional charge behind it and then what happens is that it'll create it. That's why as you go through the process and you've done it very, very well, you've deleted or removed the emotional charge. So emotions start to play a very different role at this level. We could almost do a podcast on say how emotions say charge us or charge the, the realities to bring it into say our current reality. And that's, you know, all, I, when you were talking there, I, I, something just came back into my mind. So, you know, last year I was probably, well, when I spoke to you in September, I would have thought I was, you know, truly spiritual. So, I, you know, I, I call it now textbook spiritual. So, I, you know, I would have researched everything on the Internet. I would have read lots of books. I would have, you know, looked at inspirational videos. And I would have said, yeah, I'm really spiritual. I really know everything. I thought I was on a high level on that scale and nothing was changing. And boy, I didn't really know anything because um, that's what I call textbook spiritual. It's really right. not real. And and. And now I'm here, all I want to do is ascend higher, which is completely different from what I wanted in September or what I thought I wanted. And actually, I'm seeing things very differently in, in the world. I'm starting to sense things coming in, and I, I feel like that's going to develop more and more, as I, you know, even this year as, a, as I kind of go on and move forward. Uh, the biggest thing I see different that keeps popping up is religion. And I know you've done a couple of podcasts on demystifying religion. But um, yeah, I you know one thing I want to ask you it's a bit it's a little bit off course, but it is because I'm seeing things a lot differently. Yes. Um, I mean, the job that I work in, we do a lot of um, you know kind of mergers and acquisitions with other companies and businesses. And actually, on one particular um, deal, we were working opposite the uh, the Vatican um, on a on a That's deal. Yeah. Well, when I say we're working opposite, actually we were selling a, a business and it happened to be next door to some land and buildings that the Vatican owned. And they didn't want, we didn't really want us to sell this business for certain reasons. But there has been 
I have to be careful because it's religion and it's a big thing. But actually, that, that that really opened my eyes to religion, and I wasn't awakened then to kind of what was happening because they, um, when we won that deal, they were. Let's just say there was there was messages given to our team on not to sell this business under that umbrella, and um, we couldn't effectively. We we got we we had our hands handcuffed or else or else or else and the or else was a big or else uh, enough so that you know the the company i was working for at that time massive major multi-billion corporation you know wouldn't take them on now that doesn't i don't know what religion stands for anymore because i'm looking at everything very differently but what is that i mean how is that is that the core of religion um, it's, re- it's really not, say, the core of religion. And just like you, you know, I'm not here to, say, knock a religion down or anything like that. But for those religions to survive in the future, okay, uh, say, think of me as a consultant, okay? Uh, you, hire, you hire a consultant, they come into your company, and they tell you what's wrong with your product or service, right? To, say, uh, better serve the, the community or the public or even themselves. Uh, so when I talk about religion, demystifying religion, there's some podcasts on that. Guys, again, I'm not knocking the religion down. Uh, it's actually in a consultant for, say, that religion to clean up the holes or fix up the holes uh, so they can better serve uh, what they're supposed to. So religion or spirituality, uh, like you said, textbook religion, uh, it's the same thing, uh, whether it's an individual or say, uh, you know, the Catholic religion or the Muslim religion, what they've done at an individual level, right? Say you read a lot of books, uh, you've spent, uh, you know, 5, 10, 20 years, maybe all your life studying, so you're invested in the knowledge, and then because you're invested, right, you get emotional about it, uh, and then you think you're spiritual. Well, it's like I've read so many textbooks about theology, and now I should be an expert. Right, and you take pride in that, uh, and then it distorts you in many ways. I don't want to get into the, the ways, but uh, just a few of them. Uh, you get time distorted. You get stuck. You get stuck in historical knowledge that does not do you any good going forward because you have to hold on to a knowledge that's old. It doesn't say help you grow, okay? Although it should. Okay? Uh, exponential intelligence. The knowledge here, uh, it's good today. It was good a million years ago. Uh, it was good 10 million years ago. It'll be good 10 million years in the future. Uh, again, because it's timeless knowledge. That's why we call it exponential intelligence. Uh, again, the religion, uh, the knowledge was good, but then we start to invest in it, right? Uh, we start to hold on to it, or uh, we start to covet it. And when things get coveted, no matter if it's out of love, out of respect, uh, they start to suffocate. When they start to suffocate, they start to die. When they start to die, you have to protect it even more. So, you know, the, the Catholic religion, the Muslim religion, uh, say as those numbers go down, as people start to move away, uh, they start to, well, hold on or strengthen even more, right? They have to grab on to those individuals even more, not just at a physical level, but at a spirit level, uh, and then they start to turn dark. They start to use vices and so on to control the masses. Right? Uh, and that's where, uh, just like you, the textbook example, right? You had that investment. Well, 
the Catholic religion and any other religion or spiritual force, uh, they have that huge investment and they're not going to lose it. So what do they do? They start to get, say, physical. They start to do physical things of controlling uh, their interest, although it's not their best interest, because it starts to turn dark. And that's how, say, the purity of religion or spirituality starts to turn around uh, and it starts to turn dark, and then it starts to consume not only the individuals that run the organizations, but then all the people that practice that, right? It's just like ink. It'll stain everything that's part of that organization or religion or concept. Uh, that's, yeah, I, that, that's been bugging me for a bit because, um, especially in this, in this state that I'm in, because I'm starting to see things that I didn't see before. Yes. And then I'm starting to sense things I didn't sense before. That's one of the elements. There are other things coming in. It's really exciting, actually. I mean, yes. I know at this, this level, whatever level I am, I don't, you know, at this stage, I am so excited about you going should, forward. You should talk about some of your, say, gifts or what you see around people or what you see around situations, because there's the physical things that you see, but then, say, you see what's the actual truth around that situation. Yeah. Right? No yeah. matter if it's a person, an organization, or uh, an experience. Yeah. Well, at the moment, I'm sure this is developing, as, as it always is. But at the moment, I mean, I was saying to you yesterday, for example, um, and it's put in the context of where I was in September, being very subservient and speaking to everyone and wanted to help everyone, because I thought that's how I saved myself. I now can't, you know, they're going to a room and I can't be next to people. I can't be around people, certain people, even people I used to speak speak to before, right. um, you know, and then even certain people I can only speak to them for like two or three minutes and that's enough. And I just get that sense, that's it, stop, I may move away because there is an element that this is not, they're just not on a frequency, not that they're bad or anything, they're right. not on my frequency and I, they're I should protect myself effectively. Sure. Uh, and I want to emphasize, it's not that he thinks he's better than everybody else or other people. Uh, what happens is that basically he's sensing, say, the stench or the, uh, well, let's just call it what it is, uh, the stench that's coming off those people. Uh, those people, although they might look beautiful on the outside, uh, you start to see their true essence on the inside. And some of the individuals that say he was uh, around or gathered with, well, you start to see the real truth behind them. And they, well, they spiritually stink. So you start to move away, just like anything here. You know, something stinks or is rotten. A lot of times, I hate to say it, uh, that uh, the spirit is rotting within those individuals. You have to pull away because it does get, say, that putrid. If you've ever smelled, say, dead flesh, it's almost to that level for some individuals. Uh, I know it's sad to say it might not be politically correct, but that's what you start to see. Is that not true? Oh, a million percent. And, and uh, yeah, it's not that I think I'm better than them. It's just that I know I shouldn't be around them for myself. And actually that happened. That started happening in November because all my friends, pretty much bar one or two, uh, went out of my life. Um, in fact, some of them even moved to Australia within a week. There were three that moved to Australia within a week um, of me shifting in November. Uh, and I, 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 didn't, I didn't mind. I mean, it didn't really affect me at all. The other, the other thing that I, I wanted to ask you about, the other thing I'm realizing, I think I've always had this, but in a different form, is when I, the people I do speak to and I am around, 
whenever I speak to them, something comes out of my mouth and I almost go, where did that, where did that, that's totally right. But where did that come from? Because I don't really consciously think of it that way, but it's totally bang on. Uh, what is, what is that? Because it, it doesn't feel like channeling. It just comes out of my no. mouth. No, it's, it's, it's very different than channeling. Uh, I did a podcast on how communication works, so the details are on that. Um, but, but what it is is that whenever you communicate, um, you know, the unconscious or what you see or how you, uh, how you treat that individual is at an unconscious level. Okay. So you're reading all their signs, and then you're you're treating them accordingly. Okay. So that's why people who are say abused, they always run into situations or people that will abuse them. Even if they run into nice people, they'll end up being abused, or the other way as well. Uh, so so what happens for you is that that unconscious say trait or effect that happens in communication, uh, you're starting to see it from spirit level. So now you're conscious of what you see in that person. Uh, and then to benefit them, you speak from the heart. Uh, and that's really speaking from the heart or speaking from your spirit. Because now your spirit is getting entangled into your daily life. As it merges through, you're just not seeing, say, you're not that that translation kit between that connection between say spirit and physical body you know there's a filter you see it physically and then it has to filter through your spirit and then it, you know it comes back to you now it's almost instantaneous or in real time and then your spirit talks through you whenever i do events i don't really prepare we have certain topics that we cover uh, but i read the room and i tell you exactly say what that event or what that say person or group needs to hear, and that's why uh, my event might be not the mo not most polished, uh, but very powerful because those words start to have frequencies and those frequencies start to say shift. Uh, that's that emotional charge that I was talking about earlier. Those frequencies actually start to shift individuals. So what you're doing is you're say helping because the people that's coming around you actually seeking for help. You know, it's not at a physical level, it's at a spiritual awakening. So when you tell them something, uh, they might not get it consciously, but at spirit level, it's like, oh, wow, that really makes sense. And then it just opens them up. So you're really helping them say shift and transform. So it just comes out naturally, because that's what we're here for, to help each other transform. Yeah, and, and I really want to speak I see them shift in physically, like in their face. You know, I'm starting exactly. to see them actually change in right in front of me, and then I and then I remember what I've just said and say, "Where did that come from?" It, it, I guess it's what you said before. You know, if we if you have three stages: physical body, soul, spirit, mm -hmm. and the soul's a translator. Actually, the the aim is to kind of eradicate the soul's yes. aim and role in that whole translation and just speak yes. to spirit directly. And I was actually talking to a couple of people this morning about this, and I'm thinking. Obviously, this had to come out now, but I was thinking, is that what is happening here? And yes. you just said it is. So that makes a lot of sense. So uh, I'm happy with that. That's good. <laughs> I guess what's next? I mean, what I'd never thought in September, I'd say all I want to do is ascend higher and higher and higher. And that is my aim. It's, you know, everything else is a bonus to me on this physical. I feel like now. I feel the what I feel is like my spirit is just encroaching my body and just savoring every moment here. That you know, it's almost like everything's delicious. 
Yes. Everything's just beautiful. Yes. And I've never felt like that. You know, that's never been anything I've felt like before. It's on another level. Right. So I absolutely just want to continue on this path. Of course. Um, so what's next? <laughs> what's next uh it's a yummy feeling you know and it's very guys it is very very different than you know you going to a party or going getting drunk or you know going to an activity or whatever to say feel that high because it's short-lived uh it and it's outside of you that this yummy feeling that you're feeling is always internal do you notice that you don't have to do anything to have that feeling Right, it always keeps perpetuating. When you're in that state, uh, your spirit is really connected to you, and that's why you enjoy everything. The nice thing about that state is because it's such an awakened level. It's a present level. Uh, when you're in that present level, so much, and this is the difference between what I say: notice what you notice, and then you start to notice the details of what you notice, because you can still say stay in the present moment. And then notice that you're present, okay? And that's what you're getting into. So that's what's next. When you get to that, it becomes really, really powerful. This is where your spirit, say, gifts you or showers you with abundance. Whether it's money, whether it's travel for you, for example. I see a lot of travel. You know, the nice, the the perfect, say, person comes in. Yeah, uh, whatever you need just starts to randomly say be gifted to you yes there's still work involved but you enjoy the process so really congratulations my friend just thank you i mean i know on certain levels spirit directed me towards you but central i'm just eternally grateful because i've i'm sure i've kind of bypassed lifetimes and lifetimes of work you to have. get yeah to get to this stage because i mean you know, I have people around me who can't recognize me anymore. I actually have, this is another thing. I walk down the street and go towards work and the people who did notice me before don't even see me anymore. And the people, and then there are other people who notice me who never did before. And that's got to be that frequency level yes, for sure. But it's really, I really exciting. I love it. I just love the whole, it's almost like a, it's almost like it's a, a I don't want to say game, but it's almost like I'm here yes. to, have this experience and that's what this ex you know i can make this experience whatever i need or want it to affect right uh and just for the guy part yeah. uh have you noticed that oh. there's more women that are just getting naturally attracted to you're more male looking feeling right oh. i mean i said there's a bonus right there's a, this is a big bonus for me i mean oh god yeah and and actually i'm getting from where I was, I would call it aggressive, but it isn't aggressive. I'm getting much more male dominant. I'm getting that kind of real competitive streak. I'm getting that, you know, I'm the warrior, I'm the guy. And I think that's also attracting that female energy because it's right. that. I think I, well, before I was way too nice, pretty androgynous and quite like, you know, let's be honest about it. I can be open and honest and pretty much I didn't know what the hell I was. And now it's like, oh, my, I absolutely know who I, you know why I'm here. And that it's building up as well. I think this is going to go on another level again in the next few weeks. I think we talked about that, but I can't wait. Bonus. <laughs> big bonus. Yeah, big, big bonus. Yeah. So for the guys that are listening, guys, women are actually looking for solid men, right? Strong men that are real men, not aggressive individuals, not people, not guys who have a ton of money. I mean, that's beneficial. But uh, again, you have to be solid on the inside and then the money uh, is an extra benefit. So what we'll do now, 
uh, again, Emma, thank you so much for uh, for interviewing with me. Uh, let's go ahead and get into a nice deep uh, meta healing if you're new. What is meta healing? Meta healing is a meditation on steroids that transforms thousands of lives. Whether you're a meditation junkie or failure, this works. I guide you into a very, very deep meditative state and I reprogram you through abilities I was gifted with after my near deaths. I access your admin level and reprogram your spiritual blueprint while you're in meditation. Through exponential intelligence, we combine forces to help achieve your desires. If you're new, uh, I'll guide you into a deep state uh, and then I'll work on you on several layers. Uh, in this case, the meta healing is they pulling you into, say, your future reality or a reality uh, that's available to you. Okay? It might not be your direct line reality, but there is a reality where anybody can feel like I'm in because okay? it is out there for you or that's your goal. Uh, that's your natural place to be. So let's take a deep breath in, just noticing where you are, noticing your environment, whether you're sitting, standing, lying down, getting comfortable. There's always working on you throughout uh, the show here. So if you're feeling a little different listening to me, that's why. Uh, we'll expand on that. Let's take a deep breath in again. So I'm connecting to the group. There's a lot of people listening, whether it's at the same time, different times. It's all the same. It's the power of numbers. There's always strength in numbers. Wonderful breath in. Asking ourselves, how do I connect to pure source even stronger? That question, how do I connect to pure source even stronger? Whenever you're ready on the exhale coming into your throat, the upper chest, the collarbone area, upper chest, your shoulders. All you have to do is pay attention to that area. Noticing your chest going up and down as you inhale, exhale, start to become present. Start to be aware of your body. And then let's help you notice the details. As you become aware. That you're in the present moment.
That's your part on the back end. Helping you reprogram yourself at your source code. Helping you awaken your spirit body, your higher self. to open up possibilities possibilities that you might not even know about might not be aware of although they're out there for you wonderful breath in again and noticing your upper chest top of the shoulders top of the back Wonderful breath in. Whenever you're ready on the exhale, moving on up uh, into the neck, the throat, the face. your head, top of the head, back of the head, your ears, and then coming back into your eyes. And then going into your mind's eye. Whether your eyes are open or closed, still, uh, there's still a visual screen right, in your mind. 
Just wondering where those thoughts, ideas, concepts, images, feelings, where those thoughts come from that get projected on that visual screen. So the source, and that's how we plan our life. As I continue to work on you, helping you expand what you see on that visual screen, let me give you an example. Uh, your vision, the way you see colors, very in-depth, very beautiful. You can see millions of colors. But on the light spectrum, what you see is maybe 1% or 2% of all say, what's on that spectrum. Again, a very tiny bit. There's so much more light. Your vision works on just a tiny percentage of what's available. Same thing through your spirit, through generations of distortions, distractions. We start to get a narrow focus on what's possible for us. As you become aware of your thoughts, what's in your mind's eye, you'll start to be aware, especially after this meta-healing, a lot more possibilities of that spectrum of, say, spiritual light that can come into you. All of the abundance that you're missing, the wealth that you're missing, it's all out there. So let's turn that back on for you so you can see possibilities beyond those filters that have been created. Take a few moments in silence as I continue to work on you, on your source code, helping you remove those filters or in program, programming language, queries that distort you, that limit you.
Wonderful breath in, nice and deep. Just noticing what's happening or what's coming into your mind's eye, whether it's in this meta-healing, whether, whether it's after. And not being consumed by what's coming into your mind's eye, your thoughts, those patterns. But then standing beside and then noticing the flow of thoughts, what gets projected. It's all you have to do. So start opening that fountain of wealth. going to go ahead and leave you in this space for as long as you'd like, as long as you stay in this space. You're still connected to that mastermind group. It'll still feel like I'm continuing to work on you. Whenever you're ready to come out, and open your eyes and look at something inanimate, the floor, the ceiling, the walls, just to bring you back into this moment. Again, guys, notice what you notice and then notice the details of what you notice. And I'll see you on the next podcast or the next event.